Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome everybody to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 109, I think. Andrew? Um, let me see here. 110. 110, wow. Oh. That's, we're catching up. What are you guys at, 2000? 2062. I'm going to so get there got, somehow. You got a few, what would that be, like 80 years or so? Yeah. But, you know. So, Andy, I, I know I promised you that I'd get rid of Doug before 110, but I just, I dropped the ball. I thought this was only 109. Damn it. Damn it! Well, I won't be here next week if that makes you feel better. We're joined in studio <laughs> oh, with Andy Brant Bernard. Special guest. Oh, hi, everybody. It's Peter Bourne. And Thomas Mark Barnard. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Mike on the line. We are going to take a break and run some exciting uh, messages from our sponsors and be right back. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. We are back with the second episode of the Peter Bourne Show. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> right on. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me back. For those that didn't listen to the, the his uh, previous time on, Peter worked at KQ for a number of years and was on, what, two or three months ago and just told some fabulous stories. Mm. Back from the 90s. Now, didn't you guys all get together recently for some sort of drug-infested party? Or? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, last Friday, and I, I don't know um, uh, who all was there. I was there for about uh, 45 minutes. Oh, okay. And it was a good time. It was good to see some of the old Radio Ranch folk 
because you kind of dial it back to the WKRP in Cincinnati oh, yeah, feel. Sure. But talking to different folks that I haven't seen in a long time, a lot of sales folks. Was that Steiny's deal? Steiny was there too. I thought so. Yeah, it was nice to see him, and he's he's doing fine. He's aging like a fine wine, so to speak. And Certainly. Uh, he's in the geef business, isn't he? He is in that. What? Um, yeah, in the marijuana business. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's found well. he's found a niche there that is uh, quite uh, quite well worked well for him. I wish he'd have been on THC when he was the general manager and stopped <laughs> sticking his nose in my business. That would have been great. So I assume he's not in Minnesota any longer. No, I think uh, he's based out of Arizona. Oh, okay, yeah, Arizona. So, but um, doing well, and uh, he actually came out to the boat and took a look around. He was actually kind of. Uh, it was kind of cool for him to see what we're doing out there on, on the Mississippi River with uh, this mm. studio boat project that there I'm working on. Which, again, not everybody listens to every Car Selling Secret episode. So yes, tell people do. what the boat's about and why you're here and all this and the world of Mike's, oh. which I thought you were kidding, actually. No, I'm totally me. serious. The cool thing is is that. So uh, about three years ago, I decided, along with my co-captain, Michelle, uh, my wife, who uh, said, uh, let's do something really cool, giving back and do some things. We, we formed a nonprofit called Unlocked Mission, and we found a boat that we put a studio, recording studio on. So, like, first of all, you go, who's ever done this before? Because it sounds stupid. No, it's, not at all. I think it's a great idea. Actually, a boat would be a great place for a recording studio yeah, because absolutely. there's no walls. Well, and what we did was we, we actually, so I'm gonna, I brought my guitar along, folks. Check this out. Um, we, 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 we typed in Google, who's done a recording studio boat? So it's like, that chord gives it away, doesn't it? <laughs> breathe, breathe in the air. So, yeah, we went to see David Gilmore's boat on the Astoria. I heard about that. The yeah. Astoria. It's on the, yeah. on the Thames. And then he connected us with the right people that said, well, build, help you build the boat. Our and dog then, wants to know what the hell you just did. Yeah, the, the dog is, yeah, it's like, what, what is this? Hell was Daisy. I don't think she's ever heard a guitar in person before. So Days, what is it? So then after we we're finished on the time on the Astoria, then we go to the... Uh, no one knows what it's like to be the so you know, sad if you have a recording studio yeah. on a boat do you have to only write songs that are an e minor well oh. it turns out it turns out that pete townsend the other song for me in e minor has a boat too so we went there and yeah, it all starts with the e minor that's right so we've been uh, over the last couple of years building this recording studio boat project so that we can sail it down the mighty mississippi and come into communities and create an opportunity for, in the morning, the youth program to learn how to write songs with people with more Grammys than I have. And uh, and then uh, in the afternoon, singer-songwriters can come on and we can work and develop. So after we spend a little time in that community, a week or so, we, um, we perform these songs live for the local folks that are in that community. Um, Hannibal, Missouri, home of Mark Twain, uh, La Crosse, uh, Winona, Wabasha, you name it, we can do those things. And then after we gather people and play the song for them at the end of the week, we mic drop, anchor up, hit the next town. So That's so cool. And I've, I've been on Peter's boat. Uh, he gave a tour to my wife and I last, I think it was probably July or so. And it's huge. It's and You can have, how many people in the main studio could you seat? Can you get 60 people in there? We can do 50 seated. And okay. we've actually had some private uh, warm-up concerts already for that. So we've done like some really cool things with uh, Mick's wife, Kate. Right, did yeah. a live recording. Yep. Mick Sterling, uh, his wife, Kate Fierro, did a live recording, a uh, new album, which is being uh, put together right now. But we did it on the boat. We had 50 people, VIP kind of thing. It was super fun. And, Tom, uh, were you there? I was not. I, I was, wasn't either. I, I, I don't know what happened, but I just... Mike, were you there? 
Uh, I'm sorry, where? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good morning, no. Mike. Good morning. It's 12.30 no. now, by the way, Peter. I know, I know, but for Mike, it's, <laughs> well, for Mike, for Mike, it's good morning Good morning, still. Mike, you're absolutely right, Peter. <laughs> as I recall, as I recall, hey, um, so Wait I Wait a minute, am, is, is this being broadcast? Is this, is this... Are we live? Hello? Yeah, Check. i got to mention one thing that popped into my head, I'm just talking about this and that, and, you know, the rock stars and all that stuff. Uh, I guess a couple of months ago, as I was talking to a man, and he was asking me about, hey, so all these people come in your studio, I said, yeah, they do. They come in. They said, isn't it great that you met all these people? I heard you talking about, like Jane Fonda and Peter Falk. And I said, yeah, they all came in. He goes, well, you know what's really cool? I, you know, like, did you ever have like John McCartney? <laughs> I said, what? Huh? John McCartney. He played third base for the Saints. In the <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, John McCartney, Paul Lennon. You know what's the difference? What is the difference? Isn't it sad, though, that people don't know who the Beatles are? There are finally is a generation of people now who don't know who they are. It's really weird. It's really scary. Of, yeah. It's like, I, true. True that. Isn't that odd? I don't think it's odd, actually. Well, really? but I knew who Rudy Valley was, yeah, my true. grandmother. I knew who that was. I knew Glenn Miller and all those people. I don't know why yeah, but Glenn Miller was only 25 years before the Beatles. Well, that's the Beatles, true. Beatles broke almost 60 years ago. I, isn't that amazing? No. And, and, and don't you love it, Tom, when people say, well, I, I wasn't even born then. Yeah, oh, okay, I, uh, then I guess it didn't happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's exactly no, no right. No need to Mike. read the Bible then. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Oh, Taking solipsism to a new level. Yeah, oh, God, I love the solipsism. I love that. There's so, no so Mike Gelfand and I worked together at the radio station back yes. in the day you were cutting commercials for one of the diet uh companies at the time because yeah, mike's always needed to lose a lot of weight yeah right. no question. you were the you were the guy interviewing and 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 i was like why are you doing this again and uh so i was the guy that had to cut up tape and make make sense of it all because as 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 people would uh tend to ramble i had to dial it in but i remember a lot of times sitting with you and 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 just and you give me the look over the shoulder like can you believe this is going on? And and good luck editing this, because that's what it was. Um, so, but yeah, you were you were the spokesperson for one of the one of the systems out there at the time. I'm Mike Gelfand, and I'm all the way up to 121. <laughs> Dripping wet. <laughs> Boy, those were the good old days. Oh, those were the good old days. How much how much did you weigh back in those days, Mike? You know, I, I basically weighed about you're right about 125. 125. There you go. But, Shot you know, then the uh, roof. then about ten years ago, before I retired, uh, my uh, intestines took a short vacation. Right. And uh, which they've done a few other times since then. Because once you have scarring there, you know it's you're just you're in trouble. You're always going to be in trouble. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, I'm trying to work my way back up to 124, but it's Tom. It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. How much are you weighing now? Well, of course, I my intestines stopped working about you know about three and a half weeks ago. So I did a little stay in the, in the Abbott Northwestern. Sure. And I, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to eat for six days. Oh God. Yeah. So it's not good. No, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Indeed. I, I'm going to be drinking the cocktail tomorrow. No, today for tomorrow's procedure. Ah. You take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's tomorrow's roll. 
you want to hear about my last one? Because do this I? was a thrill. Yes, you oh, do. Oh God, here we I go. I can tell you this much: the cocktail is the worst part of the entire it thing. Is. Oh, oh, guess what? It it, uh, I'll be I'll be checking this, in at is this five your, o'clock your tonight. First one or third? Oh, okay. So you yeah. know. Oh, you know. I know so, it's coming, but yeah. You're having it done tonight. No, the cocktail starts. Oh, I was going to say, it's a very odd time to... Tomorrow morning at 9.40, I'll be uh, thinking of all of you. So my last one, I go into the doctor's office, and I don't take the drugs. I just, they just do it. Mm -hmm. You're crazy. drug up. But in any case... Uh, well, I have that mental problem. That's probably the well, reason I don't Things like have to. ninety yards long. They see they have it coiled up on the corner. Do when you, you want to see it on the TV? Oh yeah, yeah they show you. No. But here's my favorite part. I'm too busy focusing. I'm not screaming to uh, see it on the TV. Thank I'm you. I'm Melissa there. sitting at the end of the table, going, "I'm about to give birth." You guys are a bunch of kids. <laughs> <Andy, yes. laughs> So I'm laying on my left side, and he's doing the uh, search and all the rest of it, and the entire colonoscopy. I was being interviewed by three nurses who were big fans of the KQ morning. <laughs> that happened to me in my first. It's like, really? First it, it was the question, do you want to watch it on TV? I said, I'd rather watch kittens being executed right. by the Taliban yeah. and watch the inside of my... Yeah. But, uh, but then you know the what, gal's what? like, so are you the guy that does the commercials with Walzer? And I'm like, oh. Drooling <laughs> all over the place and just <laughs> love it. Well, love what, it. I, what I enjoyed was you know, <laughs> after the procedure is done, yeah. One of the nurse will say to you, "Well, um, all right, I'll I'll step outside here, you know, and and let you get dressed." Yep. Like you've seen everything uh-huh, anyone right. could ever see. Yes. Yeah. My dignity no longer is an issue. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's very very true. Yeah. I, I well, it'll be what it will be. But I I guess I would tell people do it, get it taken care of. If you're a guy in the fifties. Well, I I I will interject something on top yeah. of that. So. Uh, when I was 59, the doctor said, well, you got to schedule your next one. And by the way, they have this new test called Coligard. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's great about that? It says, well, you, they give you a box. You go in the box. You mail it to New Jersey. And you don't have to take any of the, the, the other all stuff. The stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm in. I can do that. So mail it off. And mm-hmm. Two weeks later, yeah. it's the middle of December, I get a call going, yeah, Doug, we need to schedule you for a colonoscopy. And I said, no, I just did the poop in the box thing. Yeah, it came back positive. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, well, how soon can I get in? And they're like, let's see. Um, Three months. How's the end of April? Yeah. I'm like, you just told me that I'm going to be dead. Christmas is two weeks away. Yeah. Anyway, we could do this a little quicker. And they're like, well, could you drive to St. Paul? <laughs> mm. I, don't so know, I could drive to ask. Moscow if you can get me in yeah, earlier. Than right. So I uh, waited for. But what I learned is. Uh, those tests. The specificity are, of that test is yeah, extremely low. They're about ten percent inaccurate. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. false negatives. False and positives. False negatives. Yep. And the yeah. you know the false negative is the one that kills you because by mm. the time you have yeah. symptoms with colon cancer, you're you know they just start building the coffin because yeah. it's done. Yeah. Well, for, there's it's, a cheery it's, note. It's, it's very yeah. treatable. They catch it. Well, before but, before something happens to you, I'm going to invite you both out. On the 16th to the boat. Okay. 16th so of October? Yeah. So I'm not going to be in town. Where are you going? Stout Island. You were Stout? just on vacation. Well, you know, he's Tom. <laughs> oh, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Peter remembers. Uh, yeah, Peter no, remembers. On the 16th, it's kind of cool, this group of guys called Mikes of America. And that's the part I thought was, was a, a joke. complete joke when no, you told me. It's an absolute real group, and they choose people to... Is Mike Gelfand in Mike's of America? Mike Gelfand should be if he's not. 
Mike Gelfand, are you are you think you thinking maybe well, one? I, I'm in a shame group. Does that? Count? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And yes. oh, and by the way, you know, I I I don't want to brag about this, but you know, I went to my incel meeting last week. I got my ten year pin. Ah, uh, <laughs> glad to hear that. Where's um, my rim shot? Yeah, oh, where, I know, we we have have rim where's shot. my cart? We need I got to kill my run. cart with that and the squirrel monkey. Oh, the squirrel! The squirrel monkey. monkey. We need the squirrel. Squirrel monkey. bite was there. Uh, Rachel was at the. At was the, she really? Yeah. I love her. Yeah, God, she's a wonderful person. It was a fun, fun time. But it's one uh, of my favorite people I ever worked. She, Amy Kerr, you get on the list. Yeah, I got great people. Well, it was it was all part of a good time that we had there in that time of our our radio career. I just I was just happy to be there for that. But Annie Miners, don't forget Annie. Somebody told me she doesn't live in Key West anymore. She moved back up. She's uh, That's what I heard. she's yeah. she's uh, making uh, inroads into the theater community and oh, doing some things. Yeah, so she's like she's, she's doing great, and uh, I do too. We, Very nice person. Yeah. So back to the mics across America. Mics of America said we would like to raise do a party for you and donate money from our group. All the mics collectively can get together and just say we're going to choose this charity or this this nonprofit to 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 celebrate. So on the sixteenth. It's their first Mike's Giving Day of this year. Mike's Giving. Don't forget that, Miguel fan, Mike's Giving. Yeah, and so we um, are having... Give, give, give. We are, we are, there it is. We are hosting the, the party on the boat. We've got Steve Clark and the Working Stiff showing up. They're going to play, uh, play music, and there's going to be, um, you know, what are they called, silent auctions and things like that. But you just, he even said to me, this gentleman named Mike uh, that I'm working with, said, just tell people to go to Mike's of America. Uh, on the Google or mikesamerica.org, and then you can sign up. And the first ten people, they'll let people; those t- first ten people will get an extra invite to come onto the boat. And, cool. And Jersey Mike's is playing in in, in a line. And I think I even heard that uh, your buddy um, uh, is it Bilski? Mike Bilski. He's their banker. Go is figure. He, really? Yeah. He's so, the Mike's of America. Is he a Mike? He's a Mike. Mike Bilski. Oh, so Bilski is one of the Mikes. Yes. So I should have known. So, what a shock. So he's coming Bilsky. on. And, you know, I'm not going to. How many cocktails do you think the original Mike's had oh before they came God. up with this idea? Well, you know what? I'll let you ask them. They, they, <laughs> they'd love to come on sometime, but I'll let you make that call. But my point is, it's going to be a fun event. And um, and you're, you're around, so I'll, okay. I'd love to have you guys yeah. come out and uh, and see the thing, especially because it's, it's just taken on a whole new life. Yeah. It's really come a long way, and it? it's been fun. So that's what I, I got to say about unlockedmission.com and all that other stuff. And that's my punch, my, my punch right there. Well, one of the things that we were talking about before the show started is Peter invited Andy out to see the boat to figure out if there's a way to do live podcasts from from there as well. It might be kind of fun to Can do. Can you imagine we start here, we go down the way, we hit Smoke and Oak for some lunch? Oh, look, I, matter of fact, i got to reach out to Kyle. i got to call him. I, You know, I... He's finally opened up the dining room with the one in Hastings. It had been just taken. Yeah, he out wants all to summer. do some spots on here. Yep. I got to get him cool. taken care of. Yeah, well, we can we can we can help with that too. And just it's like uh, touring the river with the team. And Indeed, love, I'd love to have that happen. So yeah, Andy, come on out and we'll, we'll figure out the, the the nuts and bolts of that because that's part of our deal. That would be fun. Yeah, to do a podcast from the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could even sell tickets. And, and, and we can have, and we can have dinner at Smoke and Oak. That's <laughs> yeah. the other <laughs> The more important part. The more most important part of that. Old. See, that's the kind of thing we're looking at here. Yeah, we had a guy on this morning, retired Army guy, and what he does now is he goes around and picks up other people's junk, and he said it's hardly ever junk. 
He picked up an 1891 Steinway piano that somebody was throwing away. I heard you talking about that, and some of those old ones, they probably were junk. They Back in the late mid late 19th century they were called square grands oh yeah they didn't look like what you think of as a grand piano right. now it's just a great big box and they were really kind of crappy instruments honestly they were did he got to crush my dream well i but you know it's not like a stradivarius right don't worry about my feelings I'm sorry it's still got to be worth several hundred dollars minimum yeah, and but here's what you do: you have to get it then restored and retuned yeah. yeah, and all the kinds of things. But but here's the deal: it's it's an awesome, uh, you know, awesome instrument to once you get it up and running, it's great. Mm-hmm. And some people buy that stuff for furniture. I think half a grand piano is never actually. Oh yeah, absolutely, played. probably true. Wind yeah. up in a <clears throat> really nice. True. And then I'd, I'd I'd like one that had to get Tom, of course, to carry it into my house. <laughs> well, you mean like all your carpet in your house and every piece of heavy? I will never, Peter. Do you know the story? No, I got True story. Mike is on uh, Wheel of Fortune. Okay, yeah, I remember that. And he wins Wheel of Fortune. Okay, and one of one of the prizes. He, well, two of the prizes. He got a. Was it a Dalmatian? Did we figure? Is it? <laughs> was it a Dalmatian? I think. Uh, I, I think, think it was. was it, I thought it was a Dalmatian. I still do, but it apparently up, though, it, was it was a, a greyhound. If I remember, yeah. greyhound. Oh, yeah. It was a greyhound. He's going in. He's going, in the... <laughs> He's going in to find out about the greyhound or the. Dalmatian. There we are. Here it is. Not too hard. Let's see. What, what you did you win? Uh, let's see. Well, you can find out what Mike won specifically. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got Big shot, Gelfan. Pardon me. A Berkline sleeper weird. sofa and recliner. Corsican Furniture Co. Brass cocktail table. Benchmark stain-resistant carpet. Clover brass table lamps. Uh, Oneida. Oneida? Fluted Oneida. bowl. Ceramic Greyhound. Texas Instruments Learning Games and $285 on a gift card. 285 the big dough. Well, in 1985, $5,300 was a lot more money. No, wait a minute. That was that long ago? Yep. 85 Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a year before we started on the KQ Morning Show. Okay, so what did you do with all that? Because all I saw was the dog and the carpet. <laughs> well, you know, mostly I just sort of, uh, we, I should say, we sort of decorated a, a family room. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, so I pretty much had everything you needed. I and and uh, I I think that I think that Burke liner sofa is is still in someone's basement. Oh, it is. Okay, one of your kids or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The only sense. thing that I really felt emotional about was the ceramic dog. Mm. No matter what. <laughs> it be. Where Where is it today? Is the question. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's still in, in my wife's house. Oh, is it so, really? I think so. I think Julie still has it. Does she still that, live that over was, the same that spot? That thing I had an emotional attachment to because all the other stuff, you know, you could you could buy. Someone might give it to you. But the ceramic dog, that, that just said, hey, I've been on Wheel of Fortune. That's <laughs> true. You're absolutely right. You really get that. those anywhere else. Okay, so here's the story, Peter. I get a call from Mr. Gelfand going, they delivered my prizes from Wheel of Fortune today. And I need your help moving uh, carpet upstairs. It's this gigantic <laughs> roll of carpet, right? It was, was a, big, yeah. It, it was, was a huge roll of carpet. What do you think it weighed? Uh, I'll get to that in a minute, wise okay. guy. So no, I, I get over I'm there. Sorry, I didn't mean to get ahead of you. <laughs> I'm looking around, and I see the uh, the Del- Oh, I mean Greyhound. I saw the Greyhound. I saw this, that, and the other thing. And there's this gigantic <laughs> roll of, of uh, carpet. 
right? Stain Master, apparently. Stain Master, yeah. So uh, I said, where are, we, where are we putting this? He goes, well, I wanted to take it upstairs. I said, okay, well, here's what we'll do. I'll get on the bottom. You just get on the top. Basically, all you have to do is steer, and then I'll carry the weight up the stairs, and we'll be good to go. And he looks at me totally seriously and says, I'm not helping you move it. <laughs> and he wasn't kidding. I think, I think you're paraphrasing. I am not paraphrasing. You never helped me move that carpet, you liar. But no, that, that I agree. <laughs> it was I'm so, just thinking so I might have had some this. excuse, you know, like my lumbago or something. Lumbago, yes, I remember your lumbago. Was very, I don't know what lumbago is. but I don't either, but it was kicking in one way or the other. Whether we know what it is or not, it was kicking in, but... I, that was my my first great treat of being a friend of Mike Gelfand's is, oh, I'm not touching that carpet. You are. You're like, moving okay. it. And you know, it, we, that, that carpeting was great carpeting, but I will tell you something, uh, because, uh, you know, we had uh, we had three kids and three cats in that house. Oh. It ain't it ain't stained. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that was a flat-out lie. Is Ooh. that what you're saying? It, well, I'm just saying, you know, between the six of them, someone was vomiting almost every week. No, oh God, that's not good news. So you were when you were on Pat Sajak was the host. I believe he'd only been there a couple of years, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a young guy, just uh, well, just like me. Yeah. Yeah, you were very Didn't young. Didn't he back just then. like extend or just say, I don't have any plans of ending? He's yeah, no, I think he's years. still going. Yeah, he's eighty something, right? Forty-one years he's been on there. Wow, he's getting. Wow, that. Oh, he's yeah, gotta we, be close. Seventy-five had, and sixty-five. Uh, Seventy-four. Yeah, so Vanna's sixty-four. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, ten years right. younger. A- after the show, we we talked baseball for about an hour. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's talking baseball. Dougie, you got to take a break here, pal. Well, I was just waiting for you guys to stop talking. We'll be right back after these <laughs> oh, exciting <fun>. announcements. <laughs> Tom here for all my friends at Profile. We are running out of summer and rolling into fall. Kids are back in school, and now it's time to finally do something for yourself. So maybe you're thinking it's time to get back on track with your health. Well, Profile can really help you out. Profile has a variety of plans to fit any budget, and Profile really works. I've been on the program for over six months. I've lost a ton of weight. I feel so good right now, and it's time for me to maintain taking all that weight off. You know what I'm talking about. Danette, my personal coach, will help me maintain my weight loss. She has so far done a great job. Profile has helped me and can help you too. So what are you waiting for? Set up an absolutely free, no-obligation consultation today, and you will be glad you did. Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for more details. In fact, use promo code Tom Barnard and save 100 bucks off your Profile membership. What a deal. Check out ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. That's ProfilePlan.com. We are back with Car Selling Secrets uh, in studio with Peter Bourne, Mike Gelfan on the line. We have to make a phone call. Uh, Andy is going to call up a listener who wrote and say, hey, I want to get on the show and tell about my terrible car buying experience. (laughs) And me, I'm just a glutton for punishment. So let's call Ron and see what the scoop is. He hopefully is standing by waiting for our Damn, Wally McCartney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dialing now. He's dialing a number. This is going to be pretty good. I like. I like. How did you come up with this idea? It was that Alan and Colt and I were thinking about starting a podcast for this computer software company oh, that gee, we're working sure for. Right. I said nobody's going to listen to that. That's a. It's it's a product podcast. It'd be we could have one episode and that'd be it. Nope. And then I thought, why don't we have people 
because what we're building should fix most of the problems in the car buying experience. Right. He's on. Are you there, Ron? I'm here, Doug. Well, thanks How for uh, thanks for stepping in to do this. This is really. I think this might be kind of become a regular thing uh, to set this up a little bit. We were just talking about it a few weeks ago. We had this bright idea to have people call in and relate their worst stories uh, they've ever had about buying cars. And I had a, quite a few people reach out a few weeks ago, but only one of them was brave enough to go on the air. And if you remember, told the story about his young three-month-old son throwing up all over oh. Walzer Buick 40 years ago for 10 hours trying to get out of finance. And then the car blew up, and then we didn't put oil in it, so it needed a new motor, and then the car got stolen. Um, and I was hoping, well, maybe we could find another story equal to that that didn't involve Walzer Automotive Group. So, <laughs> Ron, if it's, if it's not a Walzer story, if it's another dealer, I, if, please don't mention who they are. I don't think, I, out of respect to them, we could ju you could just make up a name. So, what is your tale well, of love, I, sir? I, I won't say anything because the dealer is no longer, uh, he's no longer in business, and he was kind of a buddy of mine. Well, if it's a buddy of yours, then it's okay. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it was. Uh, let's put it this way: it was halfway to Duluth in a little town where Tom likes all the all the uh, bakery goods. Oh, Toby's oh, baby! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, Toby's! So was, yeah, right, right behind Toby's it was. But anyway, so he was kind of a buddy, and and uh, being self-employed and in the trucking business, I, I bought a lot of vehicles, a lot of semis, a lot of trucks, a lot of pickups. So this guy started a, a Chevy dealership up there, and I kind of felt a bit obligated to buy one from him. And so the normal guy I always buy my Chevys from. So I'm a little different car buyer. When I buy something, I just call up and say, I want a four-door Chev short box pickup with the biggest V8 motor with the topper on it, bed rug in the back. And when it's done, you call me, tell my controller, and I'll bring a check and I'll take the truck. So See, the in, these, in, this, in the auto sales business, you're what's referred to as a laydown. Oh, really? you're, yep. you're like a unicorn. There are very few people like you, but my hat's off already, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Doug, like I said, being a business myself and I've been fighting that all day long, everybody's got to make a little bit of money. Yep, we all got to make some. So, so I don't trade nothing in. In fact, a lot of them don't like me because they say they don't make enough, make anything on me because I don't, I don't trade anything. I just buy the new one and get in and leave. So I bought it from this guy up in Hinkley. And I get up there. It's in November. The new models are just coming out. And I get up there and as promised, it's a burgundy four-door short box, the big V8 in it. And it's raining and sleeting and kind of snowy out. So I couldn't get a good look at it. So I give him the check. I hop in a truck to return uh, back to North, Northern Anoka County. And I back in the you know, brand new pickups. I back in my garage is big enough to wash stuff in and flip all the lights on and grab the hose and wash it all off and I'm standing there looking at it and I'm thinking what's wrong with this truck so I thought boy it's kind of funky looking so I walk in the house grab my wife I said come out and look at this and she walks around it a few times and says well the paint don't match and I said well it's a brand new truck it's got 14 miles on it the paint's got to match and I said it must be just the fluorescent lights so I wait till I get into the shop. I drive it into Ramsey, Minnesota. It's still snowing. Grab the pressure washer, clean it all off, and I stand back and look at it. And it still doesn't look right. So I go in and get 
one of my office staff, one of my dispatchers, and I said, hey, would you come out and look at this pickup? I said, I can't put my finger on it. So he come walking around it. Now it's out in a big shop where we keep semis in. And he looks at it and he said, the paint don't match. And I said, you're right, it don't. So I walk in and call the dealer and I said, hey, that pickup I just bought from you, the cab is a different color than the box. Now, here goes the finger pointing. He said, well, now understand this does a whole two-year process. But th- so we're starting on day two of it. We call the guy, the, the dealer, who's no longer in business, and say, this truck doesn't match. And the first thing he does is blame it on the topper guy. Well, a topper guy, when they put toppers on, it's not quite the exact. And, and this was in 2006. Well, the topper guy must have mispainted. He got the wrong color. So they come and get the truck, take it back to Hinkley, take the topper off, and repaint the topper to match the cab. All right? Mm-hmm. So I get the truck back. So the topper and the cab match perfectly. But the box is a different color. So we're standing there looking at it. And now, now the finger point is really going because the GM dealers say, no, 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 that can't happen. That's something wrong that you guys did. So now we're about six months into this because you know how fast nothing works. So I'm still standing there. I said, I still got a pickup. That's three different colors. I said, the top is one color. The topper is the same color as the cab of the truck, but the box is different. So their next thing is, is well, we'll repaint the truck. I'm like, no, 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 it's a brand new pickup. You're not going to start smearing paint all over it. So this goes on for two years. So I got a topper that's one color. I was the laughing stock of all my buddies because I got a topper and a top of the truck that's one color and a box is another color. And then come to find out after doing some research, the box on the other side of the truck was another color. Oh, my gosh. They still, I, I, oh, God. And this was, was a 2005? Six. 2006. I remember stuff like that from the early 80s when they, you know, before they had robots paint stuff, yep. but I've never heard that on a, a, a fairly modern vehicle. Well, listen, Doug, if someone can get it, Ron Dean's going to get it. If it's screwed up, trust me, I can get it. So so we finally get all done. Uh, we, we get, and I start bitching about this to the guy I buy all my trucks from. I normally buy all my Chevys from. And he said, well, I can't be. So I go out, he said, take a picture. This is just now pictures are coming in the internet. So I walked out, took a picture, and emailed it to him. And he happened to have one of the general managers from GM sitting in his office. I sent him a picture of that three-color truck. And now it's <clears throat> now we're 18 months into it. It's visibly noticeable. You can really see that, uh, that it doesn't match. The GM guy that was sitting in his office said, I've never seen anything so disgusting in my life. <laughs> He said, go buy a brand new Chevy pickup and we'll give you a $5,000 certificate for all the headaches. So we're we're sitting there. Yeah. So here comes the best part of the whole story. So I said, okay, Jim was his name I bought my truck from. I said, all right, I want you to order me a new one. I said, can you do it when you still got the the, uh, GM rep there? He said, yeah, sure can. I said, I'll tell you what I want. I want a 2008, because that's when it was now. Those are coming out. I said, and I want the cab yellow. I want the left side of the box green, and I want the right side of the box black. And they said, well, we can't do that. I said, why not? You did it on my last trip. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. So back in the early 90s, and Volkswagen was right on their butts. They had terrible production problems. They almost pulled out of the U.S. 
which is unusual because it's a really big company. And they started to come back with all these goofy ads. Remember the da 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 mm -hmm. ad and the farfignugan and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And it was the marketing because the products weren't really all that great, but the marketing brought them back to life a little bit. But somebody at Volkswagen thought it would be cool to sell, I think they were Jettas, might have been Golfs, where every body panel was a startlingly different color, mm -hmm. like yellow and blue and red and black. And the idea was you, you were supposed to go around the country and find somebody else with one of these and then start swapping body panels until you get the, the vehicle to match. Sounds like something someone thought up during a manic episode. It does. It does sound like it was straight out of the Haha uh, yeah. ha Academy. Yeah, it really does. But uh, I, 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 that's just an amazing yeah, yeah. story. I can't believe that. You found you know, it? Was, oh, did yep. you find a picture of it? Well, it's a golf. There's golfs. And they had a special name for them, too. Harlequin. Harlequin, that's the right. Golf the Harlequin, Harlequin edition. Oh, every panel was a different color. It looks color. like walking into a Ronald McDonald Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Go. I think I've seen one of those before, actually. So look that up, Ron. The oh, Harlequin okay. edition is up like 94, 1994 or 95. It looks like it's got to be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's good. I just saw the pictures. Yep. So maybe there was somebody from Volkswagen working for GM. They probably got fired from VW and they went to the plant. <laughs> Well, I, I know for GM to do that, they had, it was not repainted. You, um, they, because we did everything. I mean, it went back to an insurance company trying to say that I was in an accident or got scratched on the way in. I mean, this is a two year process I drove wow. around with a three colored truck. That's amazing. So, uh, and it was do you want to plug your company what, before you go? What's the name of your trucking uh, outfit? Yeah. Uh, we own, uh, I used to at this time, I owned a Dean Oil Company in Ramsey, Minnesota. And now my son and nephew are uh, carrying on with the fourth generation. And they kicked me out. They gave me the boot. Dean Oil Company <laughs> kicked me out. I, I yeah, think my wife might have worked. My wife might have worked there right out of college. Um, doing what? Doug? Working in the office and dispatch and stuff like that. Her name was Sarah Pellant. She's about four eleven. Um, she might have worked for my competition at the time. Um, I don't, Sarah? No, I don't yep. think we've ever had a Sarah with Okay. Us. But out of, out of an Oka and Ramsey. Yeah, it was out there so, somewhere. Yeah, I think, is your competitor in Dayton, maybe? Um, we are in, we are in Dayton. Oh, yeah, Dayton, that would have been uh, somebody else. He's, he's no longer in business. Okay. Oh, Dean so, out in Dayton, we're, we're probably related. I got uh, Dean in my, that's, be, Andy. that's, uh, what, mom's? Mom's, mom's birth name. No, my mother, yep. my mother's birth your, name. Your, yeah, your mom's birth Dean. name. So, yeah. yeah, it's, we're probably like, uh, fifth and, cousins or something. Oh, yeah, we're definitely related to D-E-H-N. And we're from, yeah, D-E-H-N. We're from the Dayton area. Yeah, there you go. Hanover and all that, yeah. What did we Yeah, we're the birth you'll see the, I know nothing, I'm just 61 years old and, uh, they wanted in, and it was time for me to get out. I did what I needed to do, and and uh, took it to the next level. And so they're they're carrying on. I love it. Well, thank and, thanks uh, for calling yeah, in. That's just a, a fabulous story. If anybody else has got a similar tale they want to tell, just reach out to me at dougatwalzer.com, and we'll slot you in. And uh, love it. I think we'll just kind of collect these for fun, and maybe we'll stitch them all together and turn it into a different podcast. Well, it's like kind of it. cool. Well, Thank Doug, if you do that, let me know because I've got a whole bunch of semi-telling stories and trailers and everything. That stuff shows up that is not what I ordered. <laughs> I, keep going, I keep your story. I keep your show going for a week. 
<laughs> it's perfect. We'll be in touch, sir. Thank you very much for calling in. All right. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Indeed. Bye. Very nice. I love Minnesota. I really do. People are just so nice and it's just kind of easy going and good sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, they've always and... been so nice to me. It's unbelievable. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, gosh. actually, half of them have. The other half oh, Do you know Poor Pitiful Me? Can you play that oh, on the guitar, Peter? Poor Pitiful Me. Poor, poor Pitiful Me. By the way, the Harlequins were 96. Be. 96, okay. And they were, but they were inspired by the Beatle in 1964. Huh. Really? That was also multicolored. Oh, I don't remember well, that. I didn't okay. Know that. Or f- yeah, '64, I think. Is that the one with the horrible gas heater in the car? Oh God, my buddy had a Carmen oh. Kia, which is the same thing with a different heater. body. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they, they oh, were yeah. air-cooled engines, so in the winter they didn't really generate enough heat oh, to warm yeah. the car up. So they made it was basically a propane tank yes. with a heating Sounds element really in the safe. front of the car. Well, fortunately there was no frame to them, so if you hit anything bigger than a bicycle, the whole car would just explode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good news, no, yeah, is it? Can you? Well, the product uh, and attorneys have changed a lot in the yeah. last 50 years. Yeah, that's that, true. They would never put that on the road today. But no, yeah, it was God. basically a propane. Was, I remember my brother in law, Pat O'Brien, had one, and I said, What is that? And he goes, You don't want to know. <laughs> I'm like, Great. It's right between Same my thing. legs. That's great news. <laughs> Wonderful news. Yep, the 1964 Beetle was the same. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. They was, did that's that. a, that, I that's something. very appropriate for the 60s, though. Yeah. It's not as appropriate the, for the 90s. Did they do anything with the thing? Remember the thing? The thing, oh, yeah. Those I are awesome. I'd love to have one of those. Thing. Yeah, that's where you would yeah. have extra. You find that out, too. Yep, I Styling do. cues from, you know, the stormtroopers <laughs> of World War II. That's where it was. I have a great thing story for you. Okay. I grew up with a guy named Mark. Mark was about 6'4", probably about 230, 235. Just tough son of a bitch. Oh, my God, was he tough. And somebody harassed his brother or his sister. I, I, I don't know. But they were just being a jerk. He goes, uh, do you know who this person was? And he goes, no, I don't know who it was. Well, what about him? What, what, the only thing about him? No, I don't really know much about it. Oh, yeah, I do know one thing. He's driving that new Volkswagen, whatever that's called, the truck. The, he goes, you mean the thing? He goes, he ain't going to be hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, a bunch of us, I think we were doing some uh, G. Heilemann's weapon testing, if I remember correctly, decided it would be a good idea to pick up a buddy's Volkswagen and put it oh, on his front it. porch. Sure. Absolutely. Blocking the door to the house. <laughs> oh, my God. You're such a child. Well, I was in college, and we were drinking beer. I mean, that's what you do, right? Well, that's, it sounds like Gelfand. It's part of the experience. Something that Gelfand would do. No, he'd have you pick what? up the car. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Tom, you know, come my, over and pick my, up this uh, car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy David Kalachi had... Uh, had an old Volkswagen that he drove around when we were in high school, and of course the the, the gas heater was was a, in the winter time was terrific. You know, you, you basically that that car would do a 360 every time you tried to take a corner. <laughs> Great, kind of like the Corvair, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Same thing. But I mean, you know, I remember I remember uh, many occasions in the middle of winter. We're in high school. And you know, you know, the ignition, of course, is off, but the heater's on. And uh, it was right around that time, our senior year in high school, maybe maybe freshman year in college, when uh, a friend of mine, who's no longer with us, George Bradshaw, decided he was going to vacation one year in Afghanistan. 
What? George being a guy who maybe was a little too risk oriented. Yeah, maybe. The tubing of his backpack. This is in this is in Kabul. Stuffs the tubing of his backpack with hash. Oh no, no. Because no. you know those Afghan prisons, they're no big deal, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, they're not as nice as the Turkish ones, but no. they come in a close second sure. from what sure. I understand. Yeah, kind of the same thing. So, you know, we would we would sit in that Volkswagen and they'd pass around the pipe with the Afghan hash. And uh, naturally, of course, I was the sober driver, as I've mentioned before. Sure. But I have to admit, they sucked me in one time, and uh, I didn't know much about hash. I knew nothing about it, but I took a hit, and I staggered out of the car into the cold winter air, and I came back in about 20 seconds, and they said, Why, why'd you come back so soon? And I said, because the air turned purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Whatever yeah, fun times. Good times. Yeah, good times. Like really, yeah, good times, man. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I do still appreciate the fact you didn't have me pick up that car and move it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I had a buddy in college uh, who li- he was an American, but his dad was an a engineer for Aramco, a Saudi Arabian American oil company. And so they lived in Saudi Arabia. And when he'd go home for break, he would smuggle back hash oil. Oh. And, and even as a dumb 19 year old college student, I was like, I don't think that's a very good idea. <laughs> no, no risk-reward, you know? Yeah. It's not favorable. Right. That's true. And it's not like it was hard to find marijuana and hash at McAllister College in the late 70s. Well, yeah, anyway. exactly. It's kind of like, what's the what's the expression, Coles to Newcastle? Well, yeah. the quantity was there, but, you know, what about the quality? Well, I suppose there's that's always that question. argument. Yeah, good question. that's true. Most of us came down in favor of both. Yeah, bring it in. It's here. Whatever works for me. Ah, no question about it. How I'm just thinking. How in the heck am I going to write up the synopsis for this show? That's a good question. <laughs> Ought to be interesting. <laughs> the Mike's over America. Yeah, boats, colonoscopies, colonoscopies, boats, mispainted. Mispainted. My when I got the hernia surgery, I could tell you that story. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. What Mike? You, you could were just saying, say the show was picaresque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. You could do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, listen, just keep reading that and don't listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> We're just talking about you know, colonoscopies, yeah. things like that. Head sounds. So, <laughs> I had to have a hernia surgery about uh, three years ago, right? So the doctor tells me, you need to go see a urologist, and they'll do the, you know, the... The, the needful? It's not really a, like an x-ray. It's more like a, just a... I don't know what the hell it is, but anyway. Ultrasound, probably. Yeah, I think it was an ultrasound. Plaster cast. <clears throat> so I get there... And the, the urologist is about a 35-year-old beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stunningly beautiful, right? So I go in there, and she goes, lay down right here. I said, okay. She goes, okay. Now, here's your towel. And I said, oh, what's the towel for? She goes, um, you just t- have to take your pants off so I can do the examination all the rest of it, right? So I said, okay. She goes, no. Here's the towel part, and you put this not over your scrotum, but you put it over your penis. Okay, I just need to see your scrotum. I said, okay, we'll do that. So she comes in, and she she starts rubbing this oil on my scrotum. Oh, no. Right? Oh. True story. I hear this other noise. She goes, oh, oh, that's my assistant. She goes to get the assistant. The assistant is better looking than she is. And now they're both in there. I literally spent the entire hour saying to myself, my mother's dead. My mother's dead. 
Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. I literally had to focus on the fact that Toots was dead. Just that I didn't pay any attention to anything else. There's an old Woody Allen bit, I think, where he kept yelling, slide, slide. Slide. Yeah, slide, yeah. I don't remember that bit. What was that all about? He was trying to prolong the experience by thinking about baseball. Oh, thinking about baseball. Yeah. Well, I was not trying to prolong the experience, believe me. I was trying to get through it as best I could. Holy God, this show's over already. What the hell? Thankfully. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, thanks? It's going to take me 45 minutes to write this damn thing up. Just say yeah. we got more topics than a Harlequin has colors. There Perfect. you go. Happy there to be go. a part of that, for sure. And Mike's uh, Mike'sAmerica.org. That's right. what it is. Mike'sAmerica.org and the website for the boat again for Unlocked, the time. UnlockedMission.com. All right. Thanks. Mr. Gelfand, brilliant as always. That wraps up 110. I will be out of town, so there will be no CSS next weekend. I think. Are you guys here? I don't honestly know. Are yeah, we, next week. Thursday, Thursday we're going to be on? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go Friday. So you just have to talk extra. Mm-hmm. You know, if Doug were only here to be more fun. <laughs> yeah, this, these guests suck. <laughs> or more <These> focused. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Doug's not here. My mother's dead. My mother's dead. <laughs> Take away the misery. Take it away the misery, Doug. See you in a couple weeks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.